Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. It's me, Delano Sapporo, back at it again. Thank you for listening. Wherever you are listening, please make sure to five-star rate, review, Apple, podcast, Spotify, wherever you're enjoying this podcast in your eardrums. I appreciate you. Uh, great, great show today, this week. Lots in the news. Financial roundtable, so much to discuss. We got the question of the week. We have my update. I watched Tenet last week or th- last night, excuse me, Tenet. Tenet, I, do- I still don't know. My head's spinning. What happened? I don't even know what I watched, but I watched it and I enjoyed it. So we'll talk about that. But again, thank you for listening to the show. If you have friends, family, share this with them. Take their phone, download, subscribe on their phone. Let's get the numbers up of Team News here. We're doing this together. Let's continue to keep it rolling. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Market update. What's in the news? A big news week. Uh, stock market this week um, is pointing upwards. I think we've had a couple of days of mix um, with you know the pandemic stay-at-home stocks going up while the more stay, uh, reopening stocks being down. Um, but today, um, things are fairly green. And the big thing this week is Congress passing the stimulus package. We're getting closer. The package is supposed to cl- include direct checks to households um, and limited enhancement of unemployment benefits. But um, it's more of a, someone had a word of it, I forgot the word, but it's more of a kind of a depressant rather than a stimulus. Um, it's going to be anywhere around, I think they're talking about 750 to 900 billion. Um, and at first, the initial talks were up more in the trillion range, but we've lowered, come down from that. Um, and so that's probably, this is probably the last round of stimulus that folks are going to get. So hoping that it's enough to qualm businesses, people, families. Um, and so that's the big thing with the markets are weighing and right down. Uh, obviously the vaccine as well, that's another big thing. Uh, it's going to talk about more in the news update, but um, that is another big thing. It's being pushed out. The first person to take it in the US has taken it. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the news update, but that's what's going on in the markets. Um, and let's move on to what's in the news. Big news. I've been posting a lot about it on my social media, but Robinhood, the favorite millennial app of novice investors uh, <laughs> and wannabe traders, is 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 in trouble. It's in hot water. First, it came out that Massachusetts, the Secretary of Commonwealth William Gavin, accused Robinhood of predatory practices on inexperienced investors, which is a lot of what Robinhood has in inexperienced investors. Um, in the article, they actually said some some guy that didn't have much experience traded like some like twenty seven hundred times in like four or five months. Not what you need to be doing. It's it's not what you need to be doing. But again, to each their own. Um, and it, they said they were gamifying it. They were gamifying it, which a lot of people talked about. They're they're making it seem like this is some sort of you know it, they're gamifying what this is, and it's you know it's preying on people that are ill informed, people that shouldn't be trading. We'll talk about in the financial roundtable why you know, you really shouldn't even be doing this if it's not, it shouldn't be your focus, but it's low hanging fruit for a lot of people. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Galvin also said it's reckless when the company, uh, for the company when it comes to the investors, they're interested in expanding their market base. They're not interested in serving investors. So Robinhood slapped with that. And they were also charged by the SEC. The SEC charged Robinhood with deceiving customers about how the stock trading app makes money. And I've talked about this weeks back. People are like, yeah, it's commission-free. It's free trades. Yeah, 
but they're actually selling and routing your trade orders to these big whale firms that are getting ahead of the curve on you. That That's why you, you shouldn't be doing it again. We've talked about this before. Robin agreed to pay $65 million civil penalty without admitting or denying to the SEC's findings. Um, and the SEC said Robinhood provided misleading information to customers about the true costs of choosing to trade with the firm. Uh, broker firms cannot mislead customers. Thankfully, you know, all my customers and clients are, we are on the Charles Schwab platform, the biggest broker custodian in the country. Great platform and my clients love it. And that's what we're rocking with. Uh, again, you know, people just, you know, the intention was okay, you know, commission-free trades, getting younger people involved, but it was executed poorly in the sense that they did gamify it and they made it seem like it's just a way to you're not, again, I've talked about it a million times. You're not going to get rich from trading. You're not going to do these things. But people, you know, again, what we'll talk about in the roundtable, but people don't understand that. Next up, this is actually later news. Or this was earlier in the week. But the, the, the vaccine, the FDA granted emergency authorization. The first truck carrying the Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine departed from Kalamazoo, Michigan, there were 3 million doses on their way, 636 distribution centers. Uh, and then yesterday, this would have been, I don't remember exactly which day, but a New York City area nurse, Sandra Lindsay, a, a, a black woman, became the first American vaccinated against the COVID-19 outside of clinical trials. That's amazing. 3 million more doses of the vaccine will be delivered across the country this week. Uh, so this is crazy. We're having the vaccine. It's here. It's here, folks. Um and remember, we, we this was just a dream, a pipe dream, you know, many months back. And now it's here. It's being disseminated, hopefully well, across the country. People start taking it. Hopefully we're able to get back to some sort of normal. But the vaccine requires two shots a month, uh, two shots a month apart. So officials are saving the second half of the 6.4 million doses planned for the first wave to, to send out in the next few weeks. So that's interesting. Uh, we'll keep our eye on that as well. Um, and, and more news on that. Most states are expected to follow the CDC guidelines and vaccinate healthcare workers and staff and residents uh, of long-term care facilities first. Next week, CVS and Walgreens pharmacies will begin vaccinations of the 75,000 long-term term care facilities in most parts of the country. Uh, so they're really looking at to get those people that need the aid first. You got your healthcare workers, you have your long-term care uh, healthcare facility people. Uh, and really getting those folks, uh, the residents of those long-term care facilities first, you're, you're more uh, at-risk elderly people. We need them to have it, and then we can disseminate to the more uh, to the people that are less at-risk but still have risk afterwards. So that's a big, big thing that's going out there. Switching gears to lighter news, really light, The Office. The Office. Remember Kevin from The Office? Well, his real name is Brian Baumgartner, and there's this app called Cameo where your friends can pay uh, um, amount of money to have one of your favorite actor or whatever celebrity send you a small video for your birthday or for whatever. It's called Cameo, the app. I've heard about it. I've never used it, but I've heard a lot about it. But Brian Baumgartner from The Office is one of the highest earning people on Cameo. So he says that he actually makes, he's going to make probably a million a year this year from bookings on the site Cameo this year. He's been successful. He takes a lot of pride in making the videos. He charges $195 per video. If you want Kevin from The Office to send you or your friend a video for your birthday, he charges $195 per video. He does at least 14 videos per year. He's looking at banking it about whatever the math comes out to, but he said $1 million a year. That's pretty cool. That's cool to see The Office still thriving. We're going to talk about it later, but they're actually taking it off Netflix, unfortunately. Um, but 
that's crazy. That's cool for him. Another YouTuber, David Dobrik, is the most requested celebrity on the platform. He's even more requested than Beyonce or J-Lo. Um, and that's pretty crazy. You have 15 Trump impersonators have collected 3.2 million this year. That's crazy. So Cameo, the app, it's interesting if you want to send me. I don't even know who I'd want to get a Cameo from. That's interesting. Who would I want one from? Um, Maybe LeBron? I don't know. That'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know. Who do I want to hear from? That's interesting. Tell me who you'd like to hear from people. That'd be really, really cool. Does anyone want a cameo from me? And no, no? Okay. That's all right. Maybe next year. All right. Moving on. We have an update on Airbnb. Again, people need to understand when I talk about companies, it doesn't mean to invest in them. Again, stop being so gun happy that, that we don't have to invest in everything that walks and breathes. Um, so Cameo, uh, excuse me, moving on to Airbnb. One of the CEOs of American Airbnb, uh, I think his name is Michael Siebel. Um, or no, he was talking about his friend, the, the CEO of Airbnb. Uh, after the IPO, he was reminiscing on how much perseverance and hard work it took for Airbnb to be successful. And he was looking for investors and venture capital firms and angel investors. And he got all these seven rejections from prominent investors in Silicon Valley in 2008 when they were looking for funding to grow their company. They were attempting to raise 15, 150,000 at a $1.5 million valuation. That meant that for $150,000, they could have bought 10% of Airbnb at that time. Um, and they got five rejections. The other two people didn't even reply. Uh, but if you go look up the story, it's pretty cool to see, you know, Perseverance um, and now the company's obviously a multi-billion dollar company that just uh, IPO'd. But it shows the perseverance and understanding and the confidence I talked about last week, understanding if you believe in a vision to keep going and not really worry about what other outsiders are saying. You would believe what people told me that I, this wouldn't work working with people that I want to serve and not, not only serving wealthy people. Well, they were wrong. They don't understand, and, and you just have to believe in yourself and, and not really worry about what others are saying. But that's a great story. Go look that up if you have the opportunity to. Moving on to the GOAT, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is urging Congress to pass legislation. If Warren Buffett's urging Congress to pass legislation to help small businesses stay afloat, we know we need to do it. Buffett called the situation facing mom and pops an economic war and labeled small business collateral damage in a, in a war that a country needed to fight. He called Congress. He called on Congress to extend the Paycheck Protection Program on a, a large scale. Uh, Paycheck Pro Protection Program, remember PPP loans, loans that were given to small businesses. Um, he wants that to be extended. Um, he wants credit. He wants access to credit for small businesses and mom and pop shops. And we know we're in a situation. New York just actually shut down indoor dining. That's going to devastate. A lot of these companies, a lot of these restaurants, small businesses, bars, they're just, it's devastation across this long winter. It's the long winter. It's coming. And um, what are they supposed to do? We just had our first snowstorm, which let's talk about that, folks. I'm from Minnesota. Everyone was talking about the snowstorm like it was going to be the end of the world. This is just a normal fall day in Minnesota. If you're in North Dakota, which I lived in two, three years, it's a summer day. People would be in shorts and t-shirts. We're going to be fine. It's just a little snow. Relax. We're not New York. Relax. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. It's just snow. It is a little bit cold, but still, it's not even that crazy. It's like 30, 40 degrees. But moving on to that, we we do need the stimulus. Um, lawmakers are getting close. They've rolled it back considerably as far as the amount of aid, but they need it, and the businesses need it. Um, speaking of a business that actually has 
performed well through this time, Planet Fitness. Uh, Planet Fitness, uh, obviously the, the gym company, which I used to be a part of, until I switched to Blink after my move. Uh, but they said that they're performing well. Uh, their competitors, 24-hour fitness, Gold's Gym, Town Sports, all five fo- filed for bankruptcy. But Planet Fitness is doing well. And actually, I would know. They shut down. They didn't charge us during the pandemic. Um, but they're doing well. They've, you know, they've been able to quell this and they had cash on hand. That's why it's always smart to have an emergency fund because they seem to be liquid enough to handle what's been going on during the pandemic. That's big ups to them and planet fitness for the fitness people worldwide. Moving on SPACs again, these SPACs blade, which is pretty much like the Uber for planes. I think they just do like helicopter rides from, uh, blades, like an aerial Uber for Manhattan's elite. Uh, they do like helicopter rides for people. I think it costs for 40 minute flight to East Hampton, $795 a seat. Um, and they're doing, they're going public through a SPAC. Uh, again, those SPAC is a company without a company that goes public for the sole purpose of buying a company. The SPAC is going to buy Blade and turn them public. Uh, so it's about a, a $825 million valuation. Again, not an interest in, not advice to buy into this IPO just because I'm mentioning it. It's just an IPO. It's an interesting company. We'll watch out for it. Moving on to quick hit news. Quick hit news. We're going to give quick hits. The Office leaving Netflix January 1st. It's going to Universal's new streaming platform, Peacock. So that's sad news. I love Netflix. And I have The Office on all the time. I watched it about 20 times over and over. It's the greatest show ever created. We know this. And now Universal's Peacock is taking it. And they're going to make the first two, two seasons free. Then they're going to make you pay for it after that? What the hell? What is the, What are they doing? The office should be free for everyone, especially during these times. You can't do that, Peacock. What the heck? That's unfair. <laughs> but uh, quick hit news. Amazon is launching Made for You, a service that makes custom fit t-shirts based on a photo of your torso. Interesting. Watching out for that. Quick hit news. Fluffy. Chewy. <laughs> Fluffy news. In Fluffy news, Chewy is a pl- uh, app as a e-commerce uh, pet supply store as app is actually store is planning to expand its product offering and exploring ways to monetize its free virtual vet service. I think that free virtual vet service is really interesting. The pet world insurance world needs some shakeup. And so that's really cool. Mackenzie Bezos, or excuse me, Mackenzie Scott, formerly Bezos, uh, Bezos ex-wife slash philanthropist. Um, she does a million things. She's not just his ex-wife. Uh, but she does a million things. She's giving away 4.2. She's giving away 4.2 billion of her wealth to nearly 400 charities. A lot of them minority-owned charities or, or institutions. Um, and she's pledged to donate most of her 60 billion dollars of wealth. And that's great. People think like you need to have all this money. Like she's like, no. She understands. You can buy the same thing. You can own the same stuff if you have 100 million. If you have a billion. And so there's no reason to be hoarding all this wealth. Her ex doesn't understand the same thing. He's one of the more stingier. What I shouldn't call in his pockets, but he's one of the more less giving of any of the billionaires that's ever been created. He's the, the richest man to probably ever live. And he seems to like that title, um, but that's good for him and Amazon shareholders. <laughs> but kudos to her and what she's been doing. Uh, she's just being the antithesis of him and, and being giving to great causes. So we gotta give, we gotta give her props. Any other news we got? We're going through these quick. We're going through these quick. Well, let's, this, I think we're done. Do we have more news? No, we don't. We talked about the stimulus and what's going to happen. 
but more into the stimulus, they're talking, uh, you know, direct payments of 600 to 700 for people earning a certain income threshold, continuation of the paycheck, paycheck protection program, vaccine distribution to schools. So they're doing a lot with it, but we got to get it done. We got to get it signed. They got to get it to people ASAP. But that's our news this week, folks. Finance Roundtable coming up next. Hey, gather round, gather round. What's in the roundtable discussion today? And I thought about it. I was like, what should we discuss today? But I think there's a big a point that came across and I talked about with friends and people when we're talking about the gamification of investing. You know, Robin Hood brought that that theory in my head to talk about that with people because, you know, it's not getting across to everyone yet and it's still not going to because I'm fighting against something greater, which is people's need for different things uh, if, you're, if you're catching my drift. So if we, if we let's walk it back. So we talked about the Robin Hood gamification, which brought me to think of, of certain, you see it on social media, certain people, certain investors that aren't understanding them. One, if you're investing in retirement accounts, you shouldn't be checking your accounts every day, right? Like I don't even check my accounts every day. I don't even check my accounts every week. Like if you're investing in retirement, you should not be worrying and trying to like do some things to shake things up every day or every week. That's not how it goes or should go. And when should you be actually trading? You're one, you shouldn't even be, if you're not an expert, I honestly don't think you should be trading. If you work a job that's not finance, stop wasting your time. You're, 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 you should just be focusing on your job. And then two, if you aren't, like a lot of people saw, you know, David Portnoy, the CEO of Barstool, brought all these people on, these young people onto trading because he was doing that during the time of the pandemic when he couldn't do sports betting, which is his main thing. And so he brought betting to trading and tricked a lot of people because one, you shouldn't be doing that if you don't have, if you're, he is a multimillionaire, he's worth 400, 300, 400 million dollars. He's probably trading with less than 1% of his net worth. If you're someone that's not at a place of your financial independence based on your goals, you shouldn't really waste your time trying to be trading. Honestly, it's just gambling or you might as well just go gamble, do the same thing. Like that's the same thing. And it, but it is low hanging fruit. That's why I understand why people are doing it, right? It's low hanging fruit. If you're telling someone that's in a place where they don't like a job that they don't like or something and they're like, oh, and you flash in front of them, you dangle in front of them, like you can make XYZ trading and do this, that. Of course, anyone that doesn't have a full understanding is going to snatch at that low hanging fruit because they one don't have a full understanding of that's not that way, that you're not going to like become a rich off of doing it, or you're not going to even really become profitable from doing it. It's not that way. What you really should do again, and I hammered on last week, focus on your career, focus on doing something you're passionate about allow an expert to help you grow your wealth over time and then just focus on where you can diversify your investments. Meaning first start in the market. That's like the easiest way to grow funds over time. And then you can diversify into other things. Once your liquidity builds up enough, you can do that. But people trying to like go for this low hanging fruit because it's flashed in front of them with false false narratives and false things. It's, it's just, it's unfortunate to see it, honestly. Very unfortunate when you understand that people can do things a lot better. But again, teach their own. I don't tell people what to do. They're not, the people. all my clients ask me for advice and they take it, they heed it. But I don't tell people that aren't my clients what to do because I don't really 
it's not my business, <laughs> but um, I see it. And I just want to impart wisdom on people. Again, you don't need to be freaking out over these little things. Check, don't you check your accounts every day, every week? Like, honestly, that's not how you should go about it. Focus on what you're passionate about your career and do those things. Investing in trading, all this stuff is low hanging fruit for people that are ill informed about how these things really work. You're not going to become a millionaire of trading. I don't know. I, that's just that's just the facts. Um, so yeah, that's all I had for the roundtable. I keep having to hammer this out because it's it's you'll see a lot of these scam things when people are in hard times. I was talking about with my brother and sister. You see a lot of this when people are in hard times. They're looking for anything, looking for any answer, and so people will put these fake answers out there for people. But it's not the way to go. It's not the way to go, folks. Next up, we are going to do our question of the week. Hey, question of the week. I have a whole frequently asked questions library, which is awesome that I have big things coming up with that. Possibly we'll stay tuned for that. Um, that we might find a way to get that to the world in a virtual format. Um, but let's go through this. Do you believe investing is a good idea when you're trying to buy a house within the next two years? Um, great question. I get this often. So this is actually one that I wanted to pick. Do you invest when you want to buy a house within two years? That's a good question. Here's how I look at it. Most of the money should be put into a high yield savings account, right? To, you know, it's going to be there. It's a high yield savings account. We can't predict what is going to happen in two years exactly when you find the house you want and you want to use the cash, right? Yes, investing is liquid, so you can access the cash, cash quick, but you don't know what the market would be doing at that time. So I say, you know, I usually use that two years as a barometer, maybe you call it two years, maybe one to two years. Um, you can put some of it in the market though, right? If you have an expert investing for you and not just blindly picking as I've seen a lot of people doing, you can put some of it in the market, have an expert like myself create the portfolio, and then you don't have to put all, you can allocate. People think everything is linear, it has to be one way. No, you can put 70% of the money in a high yield fund, keep paying yourself, uh, meaning saving every month in there. Also put 30% of it in the market, see if there's ability to appreciate before you buy the home. Um, but there's ways to do it carefully and safely, but you should use work with an expert on those things. Uh, but that's how I approach it. Um, there's different ways to do it. Some people put all in there based on their risk tolerance. Some people would put all in the savings account. Some people have a higher risk tolerance. So they'd want to put 50% or 70% into the market. It's based on you. Finance isn't always one size fits all, especially for advice. There's nuance. There's different things within them, which people need to understand, especially when they read things online. That's why I think that working with an advisor that actually understands your situation and, and can help you to navigate that is best. That's why I think about that. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, please hit me in DMs, text, calls. I've seen a lot of people loving the podcast. I appreciate y'all. Share it with your friends, family. And next up, we'll just talk a little bit myself. What's going on? Thank you for listening to the Finance Roundtable. Final thoughts, folks. And back to the our roundtable discussion. Every, everyone, you don't, you can't own every stock. I, t I tweeted about this. I posted on social media. Can't own every stock. Relax. Just because the stock going up, stop with the FOMO. You don't, it, it, it adverse to your portfolio to have way too many securities in there in case you didn't know. 
So you can't own every stock just because it went up one day and your friends were talking about it. It doesn't matter. Relax, stay disciplined, stay safe, and just relax, everyone. Everyone's got to relax a little bit. Like Aaron Rodgers says, R-E-L-A-X, relax. I like to relax myself. But let's go on to me. What am I doing to relax? One, I watched Tenet yesterday, which is a pretty interesting movie. I didn't understand 80%, but it looked good. It was a thriller from beginning to end. Exactly what was going on in there, I didn't fully understand, but I won't spoil it. Please watch it. I have to watch it again. So I feel like I missed something, but it looked good. So I need to watch it again. In fantasy football news, I'm up. I had a bye first week. Now I'm up this week. I should be able to take care of my first opponent and go to the championship game. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we believe. That's what Team New Street believes. Because we keep winning. We keep going. We keep going. It's a winter, wintry day. It's a wintry day in New York. Hope everyone's staying safe. Um, and and next week is Christmas. That's what are people doing for Christmas? We're all just kind of doing our own thing staying safe, but uh, please do that. Thank you for listening to this week's. Please share with your friends, family. Uh, Let's keep it going and we'll talk next week.